It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, I'm going to go over my theory for why MLB is backing the A's move to Vegas despite being in Oakland since 1968. Let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A. It's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to, welcome to episode 574 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Merkin. On today's show, I'm going over my theory as to why MLB is backing the A's potential move to Vegas. And then we're going to try and figure out uh, where to put Seth Brown when he comes back from the IL, presumably shortly. So uh, we're going to go over all of that on today's episode. But before we get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB, And when you enter promo code LOCKDOWNMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. It's a great tumbler. Uh, definitely go check out Bird Dogs and find yourself some comfy pants or shorts. They do immaculate work over at Bird Dogs. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. That's at Inside the A's on Twitter or in your URL bar. It is si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, also, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, make sure to subscribe to the channel. And if you're already subscribed, make sure to like and comment down below. That is how the YouTube algorithm finds other fans like yourself that may also enjoy the things that we talk about here, like Vegas or the A's roster and the A's in general sometimes, uh, it, depending on how we're doing each and every day. But let's get into today's topic, and that is my theory as to why MLB is backing the A's move from their home that they've had since 1968. First off, they, they've let them move a couple of times already. So there's there's one. It, it's not like they've been in Oakland forever. I get it. Um, as an Oakland A's fan, it feels like they've been here forever because they've been here my entire life and also a good amount of time before my life. So... Uh, it, it, I don't want them to leave, but I'm making the argument that uh, for MLB in this regard, and I'm trying to make sense of it because it doesn't make sense, honestly. Uh, so we're trying to just put some, not facts out there, but what they could be seeing monetarily that would allow them to be okay with this move. So here's the theory. Uh, the, the league, MLB, actually thinks that Vegas is not the best expansion option for for their for their uh, for their league, they they feel that at least two other cities, be that Salt Lake or Charlotte or Portland or Montreal or Mexico City, wherever, where it doesn't matter, they think that two options are better than Las Vegas, and so they don't want to give an ex- but they also want to be in Las Vegas, so they don't want to give one of their expansion franchises to Las Vegas which hasn't really uh, gotten anything together. They don't have like an expansion. Uh, they don't have like a Dave Stewart's led group or uh, they don't have a group in Las Vegas for an expansion team 
yet. Maybe they're going to see how uh, the, the A's go, and if uh, the A's end up staying in Oakland, maybe they get something assembled at that point. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's one. Th there's nobody there for an expansion franchise, uh, one. And two, they feel like uh, they could do better monetarily in other places than Las Vegas. But they also feel, and this is debatable, that Las Vegas is a better revenue stream for the league than Oakland. Um, so th debate that amongst yourselves or in the comments because uh, that is up for debate. Uh, the, the Athletic, uh, Steve Berman and Eno Saris, uh, they wrote an article in The Athletic about this, this exact thing. But maybe they came up with a, maybe the league has done their own research and uh, came up with a different conclusion. And so maybe that's where we are in that regard. But uh, they also... Want to, want to see uh, John Fisher, they've obviously seen what John Fisher has done to the city of Oakland and uh, the, the fan base in Oakland. And it, we just, I was at the game on uh, Monday where uh, it was the sparsely, the, the most sparsely attended game since 1979. Uh, there was just over 2,000 people there. Uh, they're not drawing a lot. In the, in the beginning of the week. Mondays and Tuesdays, not big draw days for the Oakland A's these days, which is perfectly understandable given everything. Given that the team might leave and that they keep selling people off and John Fisher sucks and it's more expensive to go to a game and all of that stuff. It makes sense. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that's what the league is seeing is eh, that nobody, the, the fan base isn't there anymore. And so... That maybe they feel like it would just be easier to just start over somewhere else as opposed to trying to rebuild some of those fans that are rightly begrudged. We are very begrudged as an Oakland fan base right now, and as opposed to trying to get us back into a ballpark, maybe they can just get a shiny new one somewhere else and just try and fill that with either tourists or locals or do whatever with that ballpark as opposed to... Because they're not going to make John Fisher like spend money. If they were going to, they would have by now. They're not going to. They're, they keep giving him revenue sharing checks and he's not trying. So that's kind of out the window. Without like John Fisher fundamentally changing who he is and how he operates, it's going to be very hard for them to recapture, if, if he's still the owner, obviously, to recapture the Oakland market. And so I think that that's where they're seeing, they're, they're like, we'll just start somewhere else. Why not Vegas? They have gambling there, and they're also uh, potentially going to hand us a bunch of free money to get this deal done, and John Fisher has to give over some amount of money, sure, but not a lot. Uh, it, Mick Akers, I, I said this on yesterday's show, Mick Akers uh, does seem to have a direct line to the Oakland A's, and he will print whatever they say. And he was hearing it from A's fans a lot yesterday. Um, he basically said that uh, John Fisher is going to spend more of his own wealth than any other project that's ever been done in the history of humanity. And uh, Casey Pratt was quick to point out that he's getting like over a billion dollars in just free money and free land and free. The, and he just added up all the things that he's getting for free. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's paying like $250 million. That's not the most ever. I guarantee you. So that was a fun exchange on social media. Um, but the league is not going to make him spend money and they can't force him to sell because they could have also done that by now, but uh, that they haven't. And I think that uh, I heard it on a podcast or somewhere uh, that really outside of him going, uh, what, what was it? Sterling, the guy that owned the Clippers outside of him going like that route, 
they're not really going to. They're not going to force him to sell just because he's fielding an uncompetitive team and he's ruined an entire market for them. That doesn't... That That's not how... I don't know, billionaire bros work, I guess. Uh, so, barring a change of heart from John Fisher, this is now just the baseball environment in Oakland that he has created for himself because he has uh, basically told us not to go to the ballpark and then also not kept up with repairs and also sold, uh, you know, gotten rid of all of our favorite players over the course of, you know, a couple of decades and also made it more expensive to go. And also, there's... And also... He might relocate the team. So there's a lot of things that are on the table right now that have uh, really soured Oakland A's baseball for a lot of fans just in the Bay Area. They might not even be Oakland A's fans. They might be Giants fans, but they're like, hey, it's cheaper to go to an A's game. They they should have such cheap tickets right now, given everything. And they're, they're trying occasionally, but it's like, hey, you want to go to like uh, the rest of the home games for like $100? No, do you want to just go to like one game for two bucks? How about that? That's a great deal. Do that. Do that deal instead. Um, MLB's hope could be, could be here that uh, once he gets something built in Las Vegas and, and then he'll he'll just sell, which I, I've alluded to. I've said that a couple of times now in the past couple of weeks. It seems like something that could happen uh, in as part of the, the Bally's agreements that was announced on Monday. Uh, they said that... Uh, he gets the land for free. He gets to just build there. He doesn't have to pay. He has to pay rent. Uh, and he's also getting $175 million uh, to help build this ballpark in exchange for a commensurate rent increase. And I said, uh, that sounds like he's not going to be staying long to pay that commensurate rent, uh, rent increase because that's not something that John Fisher does. And so I think that he will be selling, and that's probably what MLB is hoping, and maybe they have inside information on that one, uh, that they can get just a local owner that the locals in Las Vegas could then buy into, because uh, right now, they do not care about the Oakland A's. They're like, yeah, we don't want them. we got to pay money for this team? No, we're good. They suck, and also John Fisher's awful. So that's kind of the, the vibe that I've been seeing uh, from, from Vegas generally. Um, so... I'm assuming that that's where MLB is going with this one, is they're hoping that a, a local person can get in and uh, turn that turn that turn this franchise around uh, just somewhere else. And so that's disheartening. Uh, plus, with the team in Vegas, betting revenues should soar for both the A's and also the league because uh, you're going to have people wanting to put new betting things for MLB for the whole summer in Las Vegas. And with so much competition, it's going to cost a lot of money to get those those banners, those sponsorships. Um, I'm not sure that they make money on bets placed. Uh, that might be like a specifically DraftKings thing where DraftKings gives them like a bunch of money. And then they just get that money and not like what they actually bring in by being a sport. Uh, I couldn't find any information on that. That's what I wanted to research. Could not find any information. I saw that uh, sports betting has brought revenue to different leagues uh but i have not seen that that is a direct lot because that's how the casinos make their money so i don't know that they also get a cut of that i don't think that they get part of that pie i think it's through sponsorships and i see sponsorships really taking off um with a team you know potentially in vegas and so that that's that's something right there uh the other 29 owners also uh just really want closure right here they, they want john fisher and the, the rays to to close their deals, get their ballparks, because then 
then Major League Baseball can expand, and that is a big chunk of money for all 30 owners once those deals are done. Whether or not John Fisher is part of that group, uh, I mean, he might stick around so that he can get part of that group or part of that money and then cash out. Uh, but the I, I, I read on our, or I, I saw that uh, a couple of years ago, John, or uh, not John Fisher, uh, Rob Manfred, the MLB's commissioner, said that uh, it, it would cost $2.2 billion. That's the expansion uh, price tag right now. Or, or you know, that, that, that was the high end, but that is potentially what an ownership group could be paying to buy into the league as an expansion franchise. $2.2 billion. And you're going to need two of those. That's $4.4 billion split between 30 guys, 30 ownership groups, 30 teams. And uh, so... Quick math, that is $146 million per owner once the league expands. And so that's what they're waiting on right there. Wave the relocation, sure, whatever. We, we still get this part right here. That's a bigger uh, piece of the pie. For that, That's bigger payouts than the potentially $500 million split between uh, 30 or 29 guys. Uh, it is $4.4 billion split, split between 30. So uh, that's... That's how that works, I, I would imagine. Uh, and I also uh, don't think that they're going to care where the A's or the Rays are playing. They just want part of that payout because that a, that's a handsome payout right there. Uh, that is an entire payroll for a season for like a team that's trying. That's three years of payroll for John Fisher. Look at him, just making money. Just three years of payroll just because the league expanded let alone the revenue sharing checks that he's going to still be getting in Las Vegas and all of the other uh, accoutrements that he would also be receiving for free, regardless of what the team on the field does or gate revenue or anything. He's still, uh, he's still going to be okay once the league expands. So that's my theory right now is the league doesn't care. They're not going to make him do anything and they want to expand, but also they don't know that Vegas is necessarily one of the best two options for expansion without, so they're going to just try and relocate the A's and that's where they're going. It wouldn't surprise me to see baseball say that they'll cover some, some overages or some shortages or, um, you know, with some of the stuff that's been cropping up, uh, just because they, they want to get a deal done. They want to make things happen. So, um, we'll see on that front, but I'm still hopeful that, uh, you know, they'll just stall out. I believe that they have to introduce a bill in this coming week. So by the end of May, right? May, yeah. Um, by the 20, by Friday of next week. So six days from now, I'm recording this on Saturday. By next Friday, I believe that they have to have the bill introduced or else it's just not gonna get seen. And also they have other things in the legislature that they wanna get done first. So it might take a special, uh, special session anyway, uh, regardless of when the bill gets introduced, but they gotta figure out the money first. So we'll see how that all Hands out, I guess. But coming up, we're going to be talking about Seth Brown and uh, how you fit him on this roster because they got some some outfielders that are hitting the ball really well, and they also got some first basemen that are also playing really well. So we're going to go over both of those options and who could be the odd man out when Seth Brown returns potentially next week. 
Today's episode is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace, transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. I've seen some of the commercials and they say that you can win tickets and merchandise by uh by by doing well in these in these contests and uh i've been building up my card collection so that i can then compete in those global contests and hopefully win some merch because i would love some free merch by playing basically fantasy baseball so i'm having a lot of fun with this one uh my team's doing well. I got Ruiz. Ruiz is one of the better cards that I have. And he, he's putting up points all the time. Keep stealing bases, Estieri, because uh, he's been lots and lots of fun to watch, both on the field and also in the Sorare app. So head to Sorare.com slash locked on. That's S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's Sorare.com slash locked on to start playing today. The A's play the Astros at the Astrodome again on Sunday, and uh, that's going to be an 11 a.m. start for us on the West Coast. So you can listen to the hometown broadcast on the SiriusXM app. All you got to do is download the SXM app, search for athletics, and then you can listen to Johnny. And Dallas might make an appearance. We'll see. He's usually on TV, but uh, you can definitely hear Ken and Vince on that call. And uh, whoever else happens to pop into the booth by downloading the SiriusXM app. And also, welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Wherever you like to hear podcasts, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis. Coming your way, whatever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. But let's talk a little bit about Seth Brown's impending return to the Oakland roster. He's been out for a while, you guys. He, he only played in a couple of games. Had the oblique strain. It, he's been out, I think, five weeks now. Uh, the, the season's roughly six weeks long, so he, he's been out for most of the season. But he, he's got that power bat, and y- you put him in that lineup, good things can happen. Uh, he's, he played the one game with uh, Vegas, and then he returned back to Oakland, got some tests done, went back out uh, on Wednesday, I believe, and... Uh, to start playing with Stockton because Stockton is at home. And so he has been sticking closer to Oakland because that's how things rehab stints generally go is uh, who's home Vegas or Stockton. You're going to one of those two. And then they do. Um, They never go to Lansing for some reason. Weird. Uh, But with Stockton in two games, he is three for six with three singles. A couple of those have been bullets. Um, he's played a full game. Well, he did play a full game at DH on Thursday. He was off on Friday. I haven't seen a Stockton lineup. We're about a couple of hours away currently from game time. So my guess is that he's going to try and play some, some time in the field. Maybe he gets another DH game. Uh, but the, the whole thing for him was once he can play nine innings in the field, then, you know, he, he might be ready to return. And I believe it. I haven't seen this written anywhere, but I, I heard the rumblings that he might have said that his return date was going to be Monday in Seattle. Uh, and I don't know that the coaches agreed with that. They're going to like assess that for themselves. But um, it, it sounded like he was like, yeah, I'm coming back on, in Seattle. So be ready. Uh, I, I was not there for that. But that's what I believe I heard. I believe I heard that. I'm not I'm not 100 percent, 
but I think I saw that somewhere. Uh, so with that being the case, where do the A's put him on this roster? Because uh, outfield and first base are kind of where they're productive right now. And so we're going to go over uh, first the outfield options uh, and who the A's currently have. Because do you want five outfielders on this roster? Because they got they also have like Tony Kemp who can also play in the outfield. Um, there are so many options on this roster. Uh, so let's start right first off. You got Brett Rucker. He's the third best hitter in all of baseball. Uh, I don't think I wrote down his WRC plus, but it's the third best. It's like a 177, 77% above league average. Like Ronald Acuna Jr. and somebody else are the only two batters that are better than him this season. Waiver claim, Brent Rooker. In and out connoisseur, Brent Rooker. Third best hitter in baseball. He's not going anywhere, you guys. He is going absolutely nowhere. He's staying on this roster. Uh, he's slightly below average defensively, so he could just slot in as the team's regular DH. He's kind of been doing that already, uh, but he, he gets to play in the field sometime, occasionally. He, those occasions may be few and far between once Seth Brown comes in, onto the roster, because uh, I would say that Seth Brown is probably a better defender overall than Brent Rucker. Maybe not on a day-to-day, maybe not like every day, but most days I would take Seth Brown out, I would imagine. Brent Rooker has made some nice plays. I, I will say that. He's also a right-handed bat, and that could come into play here. Uh, then you got Esteori Ruiz, the ace center fielder. He's played center field uh, basically every game for the A's. He's also a very effective leadoff hitter. Uh, here are some stats. He has a 110 WRC+. plus. That's 10% above league average. This is his rookie season. That's really good. <laughs> he also leads baseball in steals. I believe he has 22 now? I was looking at the uh, the fan graph stats. I think it's 22 after Saturday's game, uh, but it could be 23. I'm sorry. Uh, he's also third in fan graphs war among rookies. That's really he has a 1.1 uh, wins above replacement on fan graphs. That's tied with Ryan Noda actually for third among rookies. He's having a really really good season, you guys. So he's also not going anywhere. I would imagine. Uh, he's also a right-handed bat. Another right-handed bat. A third right-handed bat here. You got Ramon Laureano. He has a 93 WRC+. plus. He's been the least productive, actually, of the A's outfield options. Uh, but he's also a veteran. You're not going to send him away anywhere. He's been a, a plus defender in right field. Um, and I, I just don't see him going anywhere to make room for Seth Brown. Unless it's a trade. And I don't know that they're going to trade him just yet. Uh, wait till he's on a hot streak if they are, in fact, going to trade him. He seems to be a big part of this uh, clubhouse, though. So I don't know that they're going to at any point, but probably not right now is my guess. And then you got fellow lefty J.J. Blade, who, uh, as of right now, a a after Saturday's game against Houston, he is in a 1-for-21 slump, and that started last weekend in Texas. Um, or again, yeah. Against Texas. In Texas? Against Texas. There we go. Um, and he, even with that 1 for 21 slump, he still has a 125 WRC plus, 25% above league average. And that's with one hit in 21 at-bats. It's pretty solid. He, he's having a pretty good time. He's also pretty good defensively over in left field. He's a plus defender in left field. He made a couple of great catches on, in Friday's game. Do, do you send him down? He's a lefty. 
That's he's one option. I would say he, he's one option. He's in the middle of a slump. He's been playing every day. I would like him uh, as like a seven, eight, nine guy, kind of guy. Maybe not nine. I, I like Nick Allen ninth, but like a seventh or an eighth hitter. That's depth in your lineup right there. I like that that idea. But also, is he going to be playing the same games as Seth Brown? I'm not sure. So. It could be J.J. Bladet that gets sent down, but there is also one other option, and they're not going to send him down. They'd, they'd have to trade him, and we're going to talk about him here in just one sec. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bird Dogs. When I think about Bird Dogs, I think about three things, fit, comfort, and versatility. Let's start off with fit first because they fit amazing. I look uh, great. They sent me two pairs of shorts. I look great in either pair of shorts. Um, that, that is, I got a gray one. I got a, an off-white pair. And uh, they fit so, so nice. And the other thing, they're comfortable. They're absolutely comfortable. They're nice and tight around the hiney. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they're okay with me saying hiney, given some of the names of the products, which are hilarious. So go check out Bird Dogs and just scroll through some of the options for uh, pants and shorts and just read some of those names out loud. They are a hoot. <laughs> they're... Some of the most comfortable shorts that I've ever worn. Um, I, I just enjoy being in them. I, I'm in them currently. I'd stand up, but I only have so much time. Also, they are versatile. I can wear these around the house. I can wear these out to the park with the kid. I can wear these out to dinner with the wife. They can go anywhere. You can wear them on the golf course. You like golfing? Wear some bird dogs. Why not? And they're just delightful, delightful shorts. I kind of want to try the pants now. I, I, I honestly want to try the pants. Uh, so all you got to do to get your hands on some of these pants or some of these shorts is go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnMLB. And when you enter the promo promo code LockedOnMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler in every order. It's an amazing tumbler, and these are amazing shorts. Go check them out at birddogs.com. You can stream the hometown broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just download the SXM app in your favorite store of choice and then search for athletics and you can catch Ken and also Vince and maybe even Johnny on the hometown broadcast uh, coming to you live over A's radio. So uh, go check out the SiriusXM app. Also, Make sure to subscribe wherever you like to your podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at Inside the A's. But let's talk about some of these first base options because that's that is another position that Seth Brown plays. Is first base. He he roams the outfield like a genius. He also plays first base uh, very well. So that's another option. Could they go a different route at first base? I don't know. I, As of right now, I think that it's J.J. Bladé would be the odd man out, which is unfortunate because he, he really hit the ground running. And I I, I want to reward him for that. I want to see more of him, not less. And I don't want to see him down in the minor leagues. But uh, the A's also have some pretty good options at first base. These are not areas that they need improvements on. So that's where we are right now. Uh, I also said you know before the season that I felt like J.J. Bladé would come up. Once Seth Brown was traded, Seth Brown got hurt, and then J.J. Bladé made his way up to the major. So I felt like they were linked already, and so this could be an extension of that. But first base, they have left-handed hitting Ryan Noda, who 
got some stats for you guys. He's third in war among rookies at, with a 1.1. Uh, that's tied with S.A. Ruiz, so he's a very good player. He also has a 141 WRC+. plus. That is 25th in Major League Baseball. He is the 25th best bat in Major League Baseball. He is a month and a half into his big league career. He's doing great. He's great. Uh, just for a point of reference, Shohei Otani, who's going to be in the MVP discussion because he, you know, he, he pitches too. But with the bat, he has a 142 WRC+. Plus. That is one point better than Ryan Noda. That is how good Ryan Noda has been. Some of it's from walks. I get that. But he's a very good guy to have. And he's the number two guy. He can be patient and let Ruiz steal those bases. I don't, I don't see him going anywhere, honestly. Uh, he is also tied with James Outman of the Los Angeles Dodgers among rookies in WRC Plus uh, with that 141. Uh, the guy that has been blocking him in in Dodgerland for a year, or it, it would have been this year too, but for, for last year, Freddie Freeman, he has a 150. That is how good Ryan Noda has been. He has been among the, the best first baseman with the bat in all of baseball. One of the best bats in baseball, but also the guy that's uh, 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 that was ahead of him on the Dodgers' depth chart, he's right there with him. Sure, it's 9% difference, but for a rookie, that's that's not bad at all. I will take Ryan Nota in that battle. Um, so that that's Ryan Nota. He's not going anywhere. He's been great. He's like Brent Rucker. You're not, you're not doing anything to Ryan Nota. But uh, one guy that potentially, I don't know how you make, you, you can make the argument. I don't know that it's a good argument, but you could make the argument Jesus Aguilar uh, could potentially be that guy, but they would have to trade him. They can't just send him down because that's not how that works. And by trading him, you could save a little bit of money. Uh, so that would be something that John Fisher would really enjoy. Uh, but his stats overall, he has a 94 WRC plus. That's 6% below league average. He's He's been a decent bat just overall. But against lefties, that is where he has been absolutely thriving. He has a 179 WRC plus, 79% above league average against lefties. That's a bat that a contender could use. I, you could trade him if you wanted to. It's not just like, a, hey, he's whatever, we're just going to dump him somewhere. No, you might actually get something for Jesus Aguilar right now. If you could come up with a trade uh, against lefties, he's hitting 317 with a 408 on base and an OPS of 1018. 1.018. That's it's really good, you guys. That's a really good stat line. It's been a month and a half, I know, but very solid stat line. And uh, that's an impact bat, especially against lefties. If you want to play the platoons uh, on a contending team that a contending team would want. That is somebody that you want on your roster. The A's don't necessarily need him because they're not, even with him, they have 10 wins. What are they going to, they're going to lose more games? They could trade him. It'd be fine. I He seems nice. He seems like a good time. I don't know that they necessarily need him on the roster in order to have success right now, though. And if it means, you know, keeping J.J. Bladé up, sure, why not? J.J. Bladé has been doing pretty good this year, and I want to see more of him. He's a bigger part of the future of the team, and so I'd like to, him to stick around a little bit. But I guess you could say that J.J. Bladé could form better bonds with, like, Tyler Soderstrom and Zach Geloff and others in Vegas. Uh, but I'd rather him learn at the big league level because he's shown that he can do it at Vegas. I want to see him do it at the big league level. Uh, also, Aguilar, the only reason... The, the, Aguilar has been great. 
offensively. He's been doing a very, very solid job. The arguments for you know him being the odd man out here, one, he, he's a right-handed bat, so that's kind of a strike again, uh, for him is that could keep him on the roster is he is a righty. Seth Brown is a lefty, but he's also only playing a couple. He's played two games in the last six because he faces lefties. He's not getting a lot of opportunities there. And so uh, if you're not playing a guy all the time, why, why not just, uh, but then you'd also have two lefties for first base. And so how you fit everybody in becomes a little bit of a question. Uh, I'm not sure how you do it, but that could be an option is all I'm saying here. Uh, it's probably going to be blood day. That that's my guess, but you could make the case that it could be Aguilar as well. Um, but Hey, we'll see what the A's end up doing, but, uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making the lockdown A's your first lesson of the day for you. Every day is on tomorrow's show. We're going to be wrapping up the entire Astros series. Uh, they've played them tough so far through two games. They've lost both, but they've played them tough. JP Sears, I'm going to dig into some of those numbers because they were really good. And I'm also going to see what's up, what's behind this one for 21 with uh, JJ Bladé. I've said, I've, I've mentioned on the show a couple of times now that uh, he's been crushing fastballs. Let's see what happens when they stop throwing him as many fastballs. I'm going to see if that's been happening. So we'll, we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Make sure to follow us on all the social handles. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, and yeah, that, that's all that I got for you guys today, though. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans. And I will talk with you on Monday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad- free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.